my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a terrific weekend. Uh, I had pretty, I had a pretty solid weekend. Did a little bit of squirrel hunting, a little bit of fishing, a little bit of football watching. Uh, it was good. Won my uh, fantasy matchup against JJ Leahy this week, for the record. Um, yeah, hopefully, you guys had a good one. I was joined today by my good friend Nick Lindquist. Always a great time talking to Nick. And uh, fair warning, guys, we went pretty hard today. <laughs> we. Uh, Let's just say Nick and I had some thoughts on uh, on the President of the United States and his enablers and his defenders, um, and we let those thoughts be known on the podcast, so uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to Nick, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to hit subscribe, and if you use iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Nick Lindquist. All right, guys, we're here with my friend Nick Lindquist. Nick, how have you been, man? Great. How about you? Fantastic. Fantastic. Aside from, you know, the news cycles uh, i've been uh i've had a pretty pleasant weekend actually but uh unfortunately we're gonna have to bring it down um right let, let's start here nick joe biden's a fascist and i'm not saying that to be cute i mean we, we talk a lot about the democratic party's move towards you know socialism and communism but in the end they chose fascism uh mussolini you know the father of fascism defined fascism as the merger of state and corporate power um i mean that 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 describes the democratic party pretty well um the president of the United States, Joe Biden, in, in probably the most evil speech uh, by an American politician, at least in our lifetimes. I'm really struggling to uh, to think of something more evil. Uh, but in one of the most wicked speeches I've ever heard um, from a human being, um, the president said that by executive order, he will force uh, all businesses with over 100 employees to uh, force their workers to get vaccinated. And and, he, and this was a, a real humdinger, too. He said, if any governor tries to stop him, he will, quote, use his power to get them out of the way, unquote. So, uh, yeah, Nick, we have a fascist in the White House. Yeah, it's uh, it's gotten scary at this point. I mean, especially that last part is just a little creepy to me. Like, I don't know what he means by get them out of the way, but it's not going to be something that the majority of Americans will like, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, there'll be the deranged people on the left to the way left that will be like, oh, yeah, just, you know, get Death Santis out of the way. But I have a feeling that this will not go well for him if he pursues any sort of whatever he's planning on doing. Um, and, yeah, it was just really scary. Even just come out of his mouth as our president, you know, I, I mean, I don't care what party is in power i just wouldn't expect that to come out of anyone's mouth um but he's he's going completely off the rails at this point yeah i mean most politicians have the wherewithal to keep their evil internal 
Yeah, I, I, just, I, I mean, you know me, I'm a libertarian. I think that most of these people are just wicked, wicked monsters. But uh, usually they're smart enough. I mean, like Bernie Sanders is a wicked man who wants to enslave the entire American popula- population, but he, he brands it in a nicer way than Joe Biden did on Friday. <laughs> you, right. you, know, you know what I mean? I mean, the man's an open communist, and he, but he has the, the wherewithal to, to kind of you know, hold back a little bit when he's on television. But man, right. any Republican that doesn't attempt to impeach Joe Biden immediately is useless, right? I mean, like Joe Biden went on television and declared that the Constitution should not exist and that America should become a fascist dictatorship. I mean, like right. if that isn't impeachable, nothing is impeachable. Yeah, it's it's insane, and I I am just hoping at this point that employers do not comply. Like, do not enforce this. Um, don't play into this game. Because the next step is Australia, like what's yeah. happening over there. That and, and the only way to stop that at this point is, number one, states saying, no, we're not going to follow this. And governors not playing into Joe Biden's threats against them. And then also just individuals and companies saying no. So I, I really hope that happens. I think in states like, you know, Texas, California, or California, no. Uh, Florida and other states that are red or sort of purple will probably not comply, at least I hope. Um, And, you know, we'll let like the blue states fall with Joe Biden and like let the red states do what they want to do. And that's hopefully how this will work. Yeah. And I'd also like to see, you know, some lawyers doing pro bono work for a lot of these companies that can't afford, you know, that, that don't have a lawyer on retainer, you know. Right. Um, and you, you hear like a hundred, a hundred employees and you think, you know, that's a big company, but you know, if, if you've ever had a job, you know, that, that, that it's really not, you know, mo- I'd say, I don't know the numbers, but I'd, I'd have to guess the majority of Americans work for these mid-sized companies with, you know, a hundred to 500 employees, something like that. And a lot of these companies, uh, you know, can't afford to take legal action, um, but they're going to have to, and we'll get back to this in just a second, but I have to point out the the timing is pretty obvious to me. I mean, the president left thousands of Americans and green card holders behind in Afghanistan, and mm-hmm. the White House believes. I mean, they, they, they're they pretty clear that they believe that this COVID propaganda is their only chance to get Americans to forget about it. And we absolutely cannot let these monsters get away with that. Right. Yeah, they're still, like, it's amazing how fast, I mean, it's not amazing. I kind of expected it to an extent, but just how fast the media stopped talking about like our own citizens being stuck in a terrorist-run country is insane because there's still, I mean, probably over a thousand people there that are U.S. citizens that haven't been able to get out, and also our allies who are just being like slaughtered on their doorsteps as we speak um, by the Taliban. So it's pretty pretty wild, and it's very sad too. I mean, I I can't even imagine being a U.S. citizen in a country that's you know, falling down the tubes and just being told by the leader of the free world that, you know, I'm getting left there and my country doesn't care if I live or die. I just can't imagine being that cynical. You know, I mean, like the cynicism it takes to, one, just leave thousands of people to die or to be held hostage by terrorists Mm -hmm. and then not even consider their lives or their families only just pivot to what can we do to distract the public from this? Right. I mean, they're not even thinking about how to get these people out. They don't care. They don't no. care if they live or die. They only care about the poll numbers. 
Right. I, I just I can't. That's why I could never be a politician. That's why I could never run for office because I just. I look. I'm I'm no saint, Nick, but right. I I, just, I don't have it in me to be that wicked. I don't think. I I don't think I could just work this hard to sweep that mass death under the rug. Right. Just acknowledge it at least. I mean, it's, this is ridiculous. And I think uh, this whole process, really his whole administration, you know, before he was elected, there was this idea like, oh, you know, he's just a sweet old guy that loves ice cream and just, you know, wants to be a goofball. And and now this is all this is all going away. He's you know, when he's asked serious questions by the press, he gets mad and storms off. He's leaving thousands of his own citizens in a terror run country. He's threatening his American citizens and forcing them to get vaccinated, even if they don't want to. I mean, he's just a mean old man. And um, this whole idea that he's just a sweet old guy uh, doesn't sit right with me. I think Trump was actually a lot more pleasant than he is. Oh, yeah. I mean, just saying a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This is it, though, right? You know, I mean, like, this is it. Like, this is the fight that that we knew was coming— that that was always going to come. It, it wasn't Obama and Obamacare, you know, like the Tea Party. A lot of people thought that was this is it. This is the big battle of our our time. Right. And it wasn't Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren all the communism talk. I mean, Nick, there's a fascist in the White House uh, uh, by by definition, a yes. definitional fascist, a, a Musa, not Hitler, much more, you know, much closer to to Mussolini, a Mussolini-esque fascist in the White House. There's thousands of Americans being held hostage by the Taliban. The Democratic Party believes that if you if you haven't been vaccinated, you shouldn't receive health care. Right. Like the Democratic Party believes that states rights shouldn't exist and the president should be able to remove governors who don't follow their fascist agenda. I mean, the Democratic Party believes these things. They, they believe that that the American government should be a fascist dictatorship run by Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci. I mean, like, I, I honestly and I'm, I, I try not to go too overboard, but. I, really, I, I think this is the fight of our time. And if these monsters aren't stopped, I don't know what we will have left to rebuild. Re- truly, sincerely, I don't know if these people are not stopped and aren't stopped now. I mean, what do we have left? I mean, I, I don't know what what we won't have the Bill of Rights. No. I mean, we, we won't. I mean, what what protections from government will we have left? Not to mention, just practically speaking, economically, like. I mean, they're taking a howitzer to the United States economy. Like, I, I just if we don't stop these people, if Joe Biden is not removed from office, I, I don't know what we're going to have left to rebuild. It's sad, but true. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot at stake here. And it, it makes me miss the days when we were fighting over like an eight hundred billion dollar like stimulus package or, you know, just. Uh, you know, like expanding, you know, Medicare and Medicaid. I mean, those were those felt like the days where everything was at stake, but they really weren't. This is this is actually the battle that we need to to invest all of our effort into. And um, if we don't, you know, like I said before, we'll become Australia. And um, the the only recourse I'd like to say the courts can stop this. I don't know if they can, but it's sad that we have to lean so much on the courts for things like this. Like this should just be something that wouldn't happen in America, but it's happening right before our eyes. So it's really up to us at this point. Um, I don't see any other course of action. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, if I had to bet, I, I, I would bet that 
once this executive order gets to the Supreme Court, that that I mean, you, you got to hope that that you know Kavanaugh doesn't fold, and, and that you know because Roberts will, Roberts will vote with with the the fascists. But um, you, you'd have to. I I hope I still hold out hope that we get a five four decision in our favor. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, over the weekend. I know I beat up on these guys a lot, but they deserve it. Jonah Goldberg wrote a piece this weekend, and I'm paraphrasing, but the gist was, yeah, well, maybe Joe Biden is going a little bit too far with the fascism, but it's all Republic. It's all Trump's fault. <laughs> it's all Republicans' fault. Yeah. If you had just got vaccinated, Joe Biden wouldn't have to be a fascist. I mean, man, I mean, he could have just he could have said, well, hey, if you did what your husband told you to do, he wouldn't have to beat the crap out of you. Right. You shouldn't have worn that dress if you didn't want to get raped. I mean, that's literally Jonah Goldberg and David French's take. I'm done. I'm done. I am done. I'm absolutely done with the left's useful idiots. If you will not fight fascism, you are useless and you need to go away. That's it. Enough. Like, look around. Literal fascists from the top down are destroying the country that I love. And these morons are defending the fascists because... They hate Trump so much, and they hate Trump voters so much. Like, I'm, I'm over these people, man. I'm over it. I don't know what happened to them, but I, I don't care. I don't care. If you won't stand shoulder to shoulder with me right now, in this moment, you're useless, and you deserve the dystopia that the Democrats are attempting to create. You deserve Australia. You deserve whatever's coming to you. If you will not stand with us now, you deserve whatever you're going to get. Yeah. Jonah Goldberg's trajectory in particular has been really disappointing, especially someone who wrote a book called Liberal Fascism not too long ago. And now he's just like, I don't know what he's doing anymore. I'm defending the fascists. He's literally defending the liberal fascists. It's yeah. yeah. He's taken like a full 180 um, and it's just astonishing. I mean, I, I kind of expected it from David French and, Whatever, they're kind of in the same circles, so I guess it was bound to happen eventually. But uh, it's just, it's sad. Um, and it, 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 like, what are you doing? Like, stop. What, like, and, and, and this whole thing with the vaccinations, okay, sure, maybe more Americans should have gotten vaccinated. But that doesn't give the left an excuse to literally be fascists. Like, that's not, that's not the way that this works, you know? I mean... You can be upset about our vaccination numbers, um, but you can't literally force people to get the injection into their arm. Uh, that's not something you can do in America. If you want to convince people to get vaccinated, go to medical school and become a doctor and write, <laughs> right. a, bo- write a book about vaccines. Right. But last time I checked, it was Jonah Goldberg's job to stop liberal fascism. Right. I thought that was his actual job description. Is to stop the fascists from taking power and destroying the country. And bro, if you if you want to just be a vaccine salesman, change professions. It, you can do that. <laughs> write a book. Write a book about vaccines. Go to medical school. Le- learn, you know, about all that stuff. And and I don't know. Go work for Pfizer. I don't care. Yeah. But, but don't call but... yourself a conservative political commentator. Un- like, what are you doing? What do what are you doing? What are we doing? Like what yeah. what what are we doing? Like my my gosh, it's your. It, it's your job. What what's what was uh, Buckley's line? The uh, conservative stands athwart history, yelling "Stop!" Yes, they're they're doing the opposite. Right. They're, they're encouraging the leftist fascist takeover of the country that they claim to love. Yeah. Bro, if you want to work for Johnson and Johnson, be my guest. But you got to quit your job. You got to go work elsewhere. You're useless. Like these people are. 
I've, I've nothing positive. I mean, look, and I take these people claim to be on the right. Like they claim to be on our side. That's why they piss me off a lot more than you know Bernie Sanders does. I know who Bernie Sanders is. Right. I, I know he's a Marxist. I don't get mad when he says Marxist things. <laughs> you know, like I, I know who Barack Obama is. Like I don't get mad when he says Barack Obama stuff. My gosh, right. if you won't if you won't fight with us now, quit. Just quit, and that's fine. We don't need you. But go away. Just, Just get out of my get the fuck out of my way. You don't have to fight side by side with me. Maybe you like Joe Biden. Maybe you voted for Joe Biden. Maybe you're fine with fascism. But I'm not. So if you're going to claim to be on my side, fight with me or get the fuck out of my way. I'm I'm, I'm over these people, man. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but man, this really <laughs> upsets me. The, the, the most comical one to me is, um, and you know, because I, I tweet about her all the time, Jennifer Rubin, <laughs> just how deranged she is at this point. Like she's always been pretty deranged, but now it's just like, she needs a movie that's like a Joker style movie about how she became who she is because she has just, I mean, no matter what Joe Biden does, she's like, well, here's the, you know, conservative case for why this is okay. And it's just, it's just nonstop. It's like all she thinks about now is just how she can, you know, simp for Joe Biden. We need a, I don't know where I don't know whatever happened to that guy, but we need to bring uh, Bill O'Reilly back to interview her again. Yeah, yeah, that's the was... most wonderful thing ever to be on television. <laughs> I'm just it was like yeah. a public execution of Jen Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very on brand for Bill too. I mean, he just doesn't care. He'll he'll pull your pants down on TV. He doesn't care. Yeah, uh, I think I think he got fired for something to do with pulling his own pants down too. But <laughs> just another... yeah, you're whatever. correct. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man. Um, another useful idiot of the left is our former president, Nick, uh, uh, George W. Bush. He said on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 that domestic extremists here in the United States are just as bad as al-Qaeda. So, uh, you know, two wars, a million dead, uh, mostly women and children, tens of millions displaced. And now George Bush wants to uh, wants the government to turn their attention to, I don't know who exactly, Trump voters, <laughs> I guess is who he means. Um, great stuff from W and, uh, the, you know, you know, MSNBC and CNN loved it. I mean, they, they ate this up, you know, Bush gave them exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Probably brought their token Republican Adam Kinzinger on to talk about it. Oh gosh. And, oh man, I was, yeah, that I, you know, part of me, part of my heart hopes that he was talking about like BLM and the summer riots, but I don't think he Uh, he was, was, he he was not. Yeah. He was not. Yeah. It's sad. Um, and again, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you didn't have to say anything, really. Uh, number one, I mean, you had to say something. You were president, that, you know, when this happened um, and it's the 20 year anniversary. But you could have used this as an opportunity to bring everyone together instead of, you know, tearing everyone apart. Um, and he chose not to do that. So. You know, whatever, that's his choice, I guess, but uh, it is pretty disappointing. I mean, I think, I mean, going back to the Patriot Act, it seems to me that we we always should have known that the war on terror, the quote-unquote war on terror, was always going to be turned against Americans, against the right. Mm. Um, and that, That's just what government does eventually, is it, it turns uh, against the right and, and tries to hurt the right, and that's just the nature of government, and government itself is, is leftist by nature, by definition. 
in my opinion. Yeah. So I, I don't think we should be surprised by this, but just, man, the, the, the speed in which the left, and I include George Bush in that, are revealing their evil is startling. I mean, you see, you know, every every day, I mean, you see Don Lemon and all these people saying, oh, if you're not vaccinated, you should be left to die outside a hospital. You shouldn't get a, a bed in a hospital. It's like, man, these people want us dead. Man, these people want Republicans dead. Like, it is, it's, it's incredible. We kill a million women and children in Iraq and Afghanistan, and George Bush is talking about how we should use those same tactics against United States, you know, against American citizens. It's like, man, these people, I guess it goes back to Biden's speech last Friday, too. It's like... I'm just not used to people being this blatantly evil, this, this, you know, this transparently nakedly wicked. Like usually, these people are better at hiding it. I guess maybe it's a good thing that it's all out in the open now. But you know, I, I probably shouldn't be surprised by anything at this point. I've hosted this podcast for five years, but this weekend was still jarring, man. Like it was still, it was, I don't know, it was, it was a little extra. It was, it was more than I thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's especially upsetting to me when um you know basically republicans turn on their own constituents like like george bush wouldn't have been elected president without some of the people he's talking about and same with adam kinzinger and same with liz cheney like all of these people rely on the people that they actually hate and they hate them they, so they much hate they their hate their own constituents yeah. that's not yeah. how politicians should be yeah yeah, I that's mean, not statesman. You know, that's that's politician. But um, you know, we need more statesmen in the in political power. Um, people that actually care about their constituents and want to listen to them and try to understand what they're so mad about, because there are, there are good reasons for them to be mad, uh, and there's there's good reason for something like Trump to happen because. You know, they've been not listened to for decades and decades and decades, and finally we reached a breaking point, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's 100% right. That's 100% correct. Uh, Before I let you go, Nick, I have to mention that the Democrats rolled out their tax hike plan uh, that would raise the corporate tax back up to 26.5%. It raised income tax on high earners. They would raise the uh, capital gains tax. Um, they'd impose another like 3% surtax on millionaires um, on top of all the other tax hikes. Uh, New Yorkers would end up paying something around 62% of their income to the state. Californians around 59% of their income to the state. Um, I mean, these people, they're, they're, they're attempting to shove the American economy into a wood chipper. <laughs> I mean, right. if this passes, I mean, we're looking at a major recession, maybe a depression. Um, Joe Manchin is the only Democrat who stands in their way. Um, so yeah, before I let you go, man, what do you think? Does Manchin stand his ground or does he fold how he usually does? (laughs) I think on this, he might actually stand his ground, um, especially if he would like to be reelected again, because it's getting to the point where he is on, he's being held on by very few threads. I mean, there's really no reason for a Democrat Senator from West Virginia anymore. So if he wants to keep that, um, he will have to uh, deny this, but, um, I guess we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I think it's interesting that Democrats are willing to destroy their own safe haven states. Um, because I mean, if this, like if this was passed, I don't see any scenario where I would ever even consider moving back to New York. Um, and there wasn't a very good chance before, 
But like just the pay cut alone that you'd have to take to move back to these states, like no one's going to do that. I don't see any scenario, especially when you consider the cost of living in these states. I mean, they're just destroying their own states and our country uh, overall. I mean, on the world stage with a with an income tax for corporations that are the highest in the world. Um, why would corporations come here or do business here? It, it'd be ridiculous, especially when, you know, our consumer economy is actually on the decline when you compare it to countries like China and, um, you know, other developing countries that are on the incline with um, consumer spending. So I hope it doesn't pass, but I do not have much faith. <clears throat> no, I I agree with you, unfortunately, but um, I mean, it seems like the stated goal of the Democrats at this point is to make us, you know, dependent on foreign oil, and to mm-hmm. make us economically uh, non-competitive. I mean, it's like I, 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 I think they want us to be economically dependent on China. I mean, what else are we supposed to assume at this point? I mean, it seems like, you know, dependency on Middle East oil economic dependence on china is is part of the goal it's like the destruction is is the goal um, yeah the destruction of the american economy is the point um because i mean if they were intentionally trying to hurt people what would they be right. doing different i mean i don't i mean we're in the midst of a still a, a recession i mean the economy is nowhere near as strong as it was before covid and not not before covid i mean that's a complete lie before government reaction to covid more accurately but it's like if this passes, a lot of people are going to be hurt. I mean, a lot of families are going to be hurt. A lot of people are going to commit suicide. A lot of people are going to die. You know, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think that's. If, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know who, <laughs> I, uh, who is pleased by this? Really, yeah. anyone like across the board? Uh, maybe the people in the very bottom tax bracket who won't be impacted at all. But even them, I mean, why would they want this? I don't understand the the goal here. I I like Ben Shapiro's line that he says all the time that uh, you know never attribute malice where you should be attributing stupidity. Right. But um, I don't know, man. Uh, the, the left they're they're behaving in such a malicious manner and have been for a year and a half. Um, actively rooting for the deaths of their political opponents. I mean, the entire Democratic Party, they were really butthurt that Joe Rogan didn't die of COVID last week. I mean, they were sad. Like, they were mourning the fact that Joe Rogan survived. Okay. I mean, like, these people, they're, they're, they're telling you how malicious they are. And yeah. I, 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 I'm, I can't. I can't keep attributing all of Joe Biden's evil to Alzheimer's anymore. Right? I mean, yes, the man has Alzheimer's. I mean, he's... Right. Mentally, you know, deficient. But I don't know, man. Alzheimer's doesn't make you a fascist. You mm-hmm. know, like it, 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 I'm sorry, it just doesn't. So I, I think Shapiro's wrong about this batch of Democrats right now. I, th- I don't think you can attribute anything other than malice to to what they're doing economically, what they're doing in terms of foreign policy. Um, obviously, these these insane in- executive orders. I. They're showing us how, how malicious, how, how vile, how wicked they are. And we need to be bold enough to say that out loud. Like, no no more playing cute. No more, you know, there's good people on both sides nonsense. I mean, these people are are taking a sledgehammer to the nation that we love. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm done with it, man. And we need to call call these people out for what they are, fascists. I mean, they are 
by the definition of Benito Mussolini himself, they are fascists. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, there's no real other explanation besides uh, ill intent at this point. It's uh, It seems to me just like a way to stick it to whoever their perceived enemies are, um, but they're going to hurt, you know, people who basically everyone in the process. I mean, there's no, there's no one who really benefits from all of this. So I don't, I don't see any other motivation behind it besides malice. Sounds like a cheery way to end a podcast. Very cheery. (laughs) Sorry, folks. (laughs) Hopefully I calm down and have some more positive stuff to say by Wednesday, but let's be honest, look around. Uh, I I doubt it. (laughs) I mean, hey man, like I, 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 we'll see. We'll see. There's always Wednesday. Nick, my brother, thanks for doing this, man. Let's do it again soon. Where can everybody read your stuff and follow you online and all that good stuff? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Lindquist. And then um, you can find my articles and radio hits and such at NickLindquist.com. Everybody follow Nick. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. (laughs) 